Welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Well, a very warm welcome to another episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. And here we are in the last few days of October, autumn budget time, and we're straight in. It was only uh, Wednesday this week um, that we had the uh, the autumn budget. And who better to commentate on some of the interesting things that came up and some of the not-so-interesting things than our very own accountant, Chris Smith of GMS. So welcome back again, Chris. How are you, sir? Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm very well. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, very good. So, I mean, the last last 18 months has been uh, incredible pressure on the economy and uh, there was a lot of expectation and uh, suggestion of what uh, what the Chancellor might do. Um, and I think a lot of people in property were, you know, a bit of pent up tension on, on what could happen. After all that kind of excitement, what did we actually hear at, at the budget? Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, even I know we've spoken before and even on previous sessions, I'd mentioned that I was expecting big increases, particularly possibly around capital gains tax um, and certainly tax on um, maybe buy to let investors um, because they're a very easy target. And certainly that's where some of the money is. But actually, yesterday was very much a a PR stunt, (laughs) if I can call it that, because um, I think what happened in the run-up to it, although we all knew that there is this big COVID bill to pay for and the economy has been struggling, what actually happened was when he got his figures from his accountants internally within the Treasury, he realised that actually things were a bit better than he thought they were. So yes, he has paid billions out with all of these reliefs and funding, but actually I don't think the, the hole that they've got in their finances is as big as they thought. So what he was able to do yesterday was almost steer away from those um, tax rises that we all thought were going to come and instead give out quite a bit. So re- reducing the duty on the, the fuel um, maintaining, uh, keeping the duty on the fuel at the same, reducing the duty on the alcohol um, and some of the lower level spirits, which is good. Mm. Um, and also um, putting quite a bit of money into the economy through either local projects and funding projects for the homeless or um, uh, through some of the schemes that are there. I mean, he obviously faced the challenge of the universal credit before the budget. Everyone was saying the £20 that he was taken away from um, the low-income families should be reinstated. And he kind of dealt with that by moving the boundaries of when they get assessed. And so it allows people to work more without losing their benefits. So I, I think yesterday was a good PR stunt. What we, what we just need to be aware of is that um, there's still potentially more coming. So in March next year, there's another budget um, in the spring budget where if things haven't improved or if the, the figures that he's getting from his team aren't quite as good as he thought, we could see some more rises. And the main thing I think to take away um, from the budget is that like many of the new budgets we're seeing, Whereas it used to be all announced on the day and us accountants used to read frantically afterwards for 
72 hours afterwards all of the detail. What we're now getting is in stages. And we had that pre-rise, if you remember, where he increased national insurance by 1.25%. And then the year before, he um, announced that he'd be increasing corporation tax rates. So for most small businesses and business owners and people listening to this podcast, the corporation tax rate is going to go up from 19% to as high as 25%, just depending on your profits. And also the 1.25 extra national insurance is going to be added if you're an employee or added on to dividends if you're a shareholder in a company. So we are, we've had our tax before the budget got announced, really, and we were all aware of it, which I think is a classic, brilliant uh, government ploy to prepare us all for the bad news before the good news comes. Yeah, um, yeah. creates so less shocks in the system, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's clever. I think we're seeing that with this government and probably governments to come with whatever colour they are, that um, they're going to get the bad news out of the way early, let people adapt and embrace that and then have a bit more of a positive budget afterwards where they can um so yesterday was a bit flat we were all expecting big things um inheritance tax didn't change capital gains tax didn't change and those were the two big things that Mm. he's got to play with um now reading some of the um some of the um journalists comments after the budget I think he's forecasting quite strong growth in the economy, which is great, brilliant news. Um, He's also forecasting strong inflation, um, strong or high inflation, um, which could be as much as, I think he said three or 4%, but some of the forecasters are saying could be as high as 5%. Yeah, That does have a knock-on impact, obviously, to how much money people have available to spend. And for tenants in some of the properties, it could mean that things get really tight again. Um, So I I think that's something to bear in mind. When you have those um, higher inflation rates, the Bank of England's way of dealing with this is by putting interest rates up. So I think, again, we've, we've kind of had that leaked a little bit beforehand, haven't we? And I think we'd be looking at maybe half a percent, um, maybe in total going up to one and a half percent to control the inflation. Um, but it might it will come in stages, whether that's a 2.25 rise soon or jump straight to half a percent. But that's really a tool that they've got to manage that inflation if it starts shooting off too much. Mm. And that so, really will be the end of quite a, uh, an unprecedented era of stability at the lowest rates ever known, really. Yeah, the interesting thing, I think, for for the group listening to this is trying to almost predict ahead. So what would that mean? Um, I I certainly have seen lots of people borrowing to the max uh, because interest rates have been low. So if the cost of living increases and interest rates increase, then that will put pressure on people. So perhaps some of those people who've just got into the buy-to-let market or um, have invested in property for the first time, perhaps they're going to look at it and reassess it. So there might be some properties coming back on the market for those people that haven't got the courage to take it through perhaps or haven't done the sums properly. Yeah. And you mentioned corporation tax rising. and Again, we've been fairly preconditioned to to some of these things. Uh, And I guess in your day-to-day discussions and relationships with 
business owners like like Nigel and myself um, looking at pensions, pension contributions, capital allowances, all these things just become more dynamic and uh, and higher on the agenda. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like we've discussed on previous um, on previous videos and, and breakfast meetings and things. It, structuring things properly is really important, and making sure that you're making all of the expense claims and capital allowance claims you can to reduce your profit down is a way of funding your business. Instead of paying money to the tax man and leaking it through unnecessary corporation tax payments, try and look at how you can put costs through your business. Pensions are a great way of saving, as you know, mm. and full tax relief on 40,000, that hasn't changed. Again, there was a threat that he might try and either cap the pensions relief or penalize people so that if they took out the 25% lump sum from their private pensions, there was going to be extra tax on that. But neither of those happened. So pensions are still a really good way to extract money from a company, reduce the corporation tax, and give you some funds through your SaaS to invest in commercial property or back into your business. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's still there. And um, putting through the expenses and making the capital allowance claims are great. He's extended the annual investment allowance for another year, which is good. Um, And also we're still in this super capital allowance period of two years where you get 130% on on big purchases. So the benefits are still there for small business owners to take advantage of them and to grow. Um, So the opportunity is still there. And that's quite pleasing. I think the the lifetime allowance uh, hasn't, there were talks of that possibly being reduced, but that's uh, stayed the same. Stayed the same, yeah. And he's also, he's kept the um, personal allowance for income tax the same too. Now, normally we'd we'd expect to see that go up every year with inflation. So that's quite a negative actually. So it's now 12,570 with effect from this April coming, but he's said that he won't raise it again. Uh, whilst he's in power. So whilst we've got inflation going up, we'll all be paying proportionally more tax because that won't be going up um, in proportion. I think the other thing that um, many other small businesses I've spoken to since then have talked about wage increases and the need to perhaps pay for staff. And we know that from in the building industry, the cost of product is going up. But if the cost of labour goes up as well, then suddenly some of these long-term projects that some of the members may have suddenly become much more expensive Mm. Um, and the cost per square foot for refurbishment goes up. Builders are going to try and pass some of those wage increases on and the national minimum wage went up as well yesterday. So even some of the trainees on the trainee scheme are going to get more money, which is going to have to be passed on by the employers. So I think it felt like a good budget, but really the pinch is going to come from a couple of pincer movements there in terms of rising prices and, and inflation. Yeah. What, what really struck struck me in one of our conversations well, many years ago when we started working together was we have these, you know, twice a year budgets, these pulses of information. As you said, the frequency of, you know, quarterly updates uh, as they just soft market um, and leak um, where they're going is important. But the the importance for us as business owners of taking stock probably every quarter, you know, having those regular monthly quarterly reviews 
Um, and then there's getting to the end of the year, there's no surprises if there are losses or profits or corporation tax bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's certainly something Nigel and I have um, really taken on board. And, and you're a fundamental part of those reviews that we do every every quarter. And so many so many golden nuggets. I think, you know, every quarter we have a couple of hours on it. I think we all need to go and have a lay down with a cold flannel on our head sometimes. But, yeah, that it's a great review period. I think for business owners to take stock like that regularly, it's it's wise words, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we we experienced that this year, didn't we? When we came to file your accounts and complete them this year, we knew what the result was almost nine months before. Yeah. Um, it was no surprise to any of us. Um, and that that's how we now need to be. We're in a really dynamic world at the moment. Things change by the day. Um, and, and certainly some of the U-turns we've experienced with the government and some of the changes in the pandemic, which took us all off guard, um, we just need to be on top of our own personal finances and our companies. And, and you do that by providing yourself with decent information and planning ahead. Um, things change, they always do, but at least you've got um, a goal to go towards. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, Chris, that's a, a real short pulse on on the budget. I'm sure we'll be looking at and analysing how there are any ramifications in our overall economy, but I think that's a really great short pulse there. And for those that want to meet you personally, you're going to be at the Brooklands Property Grand Prix on Tuesday, the 16th of November. Yeah, I'm looking forward to driving some cars around it. (laughs) So really looking forward to that. And uh, just remind everybody, if they do want to get hold of you, Chris, and your practice, GMS, what's the best way they can get hold of you? The best thing to do is email me. So it's chris at gmsfc, so foxtrotcharlie.co.uk. Um, drop me an email, uh, just tell me who you are and, and that you're a member, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. That's brilliant. Well, as always, Chris, I mean, you're absolutely pivotal in our professional team, and I know many of our mentees um, have moved across to you, and, and you've given them great advice and great structuring as well. So thanks once again. and really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye, everyone. And thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest edition of our podcast, Property Portfolio Podcast. Until next week, you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.